Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. In today's episode, I talk with RJ McAlanda and we discuss building a business using Merchant by Amazon, which is where you upload your designs into Amazon and Amazon essentially does a print-on-demand service. So we talk about how he built this business, the strategies that he used to scale it, and also how he expanded into new markets outside of the United States with the Merchant by Amazon program. This is a very interesting episode if you're interested in e-commerce, dropshipping, and you know topics related to a, a low barrier to entry digital nomad e-commerce online business model hope you enjoyed this episode make sure to follow us on itunes uh, spotify and at digitalnomadcafe.com orge welcome to the show and thank you for coming on thanks for having me adam hello everyone yeah so why don't you give us a little bit of an, an introduction to yourself first of all and then we'll kind of explore merchant by amazon sure sounds good um so i am from texas and I'm 24 years old. My birthday's coming up, actually. But um, I've been a digital nomad for around two years now. And it kind of started how uh, most people um, go and find the digital nomad life. So I was working corporate. I, I quit my, my job. And then I basically decided that I need to find something the exact opposite lifestyle of what I was currently living. So I was an insurance broker. I was working around, I'd say, 80 hours a week on average. And I was doing, you know, Saturdays and Sundays and waking up at like 5 a.m., going to bed at 11 sometimes. And I was running around town basically trying to find these sales when um, I was doing insurance and I was falling asleep at the wheel. And it wasn't until like the third time that I just dozed off. Uh, while I was driving, that I just kind of clicked where I decided that it's not worth it to get in a car crash for my boss. And I'm like, I'm not putting in the effort that um, I'm going to make someone else rich. And I just all of a sudden just clicked. And so I started to just kind of have a mental shift where I need to find something different, something that's that's like aligns with who I want to be. And I start how everyone else starts. How to make money online on YouTube or Google, <laughs> Google right? I wonder who's number one yeah. for that. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm sure it's an expensive keyword to find. But uh, yeah, so I I just kind of dove in and, you know, I, I found everything and uh, I, I landed on Digital Nomads. I said, wow, there are people traveling while working online. That is crazy. And so I just kept searching and like searching, going down the rabbit hole um, until I found the Nomad Summit in Chiang Mai. I was like, wow, there's like the capital of the world of nomads. I want to go to this conference. And um, so I set that as my date of like, okay, I'm going to quit my job here. And then I'm going to go and um, go to Thailand. And the business model that I aligned with the most was actually an app agency. And so I partnered with some people and we were going to start this agency and um, I was going to go to Thailand, meet all these developers and partner with them, get their contracts, bring them back to the States and then do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I quit my job and then I kind of like, oh, man, this is really scary and kind of figured it out. And then it wasn't a week before going to Thailand. I was still having like cold feet and I was like, 
do I really want to do this? And I was like, okay, this ticket's like, you know, thousand dollars. Should I just cancel it? And it really, it was up until last week until I just went and I just did it. And uh, going to that conference, I was like, wow, these people are actually living, you know, digital nomad life. And I learned all of their business models and everything was just so shiny in Chiang Mai. And um, just kind of, yeah, I mean, I live I, I lived there for a time myself. There's a lot of people who do uh, dropshipping and, and e-commerce and SEO uh, it, o- over there, you know. And I mean, there is people who do a little bit of everything, but it's definitely a hotspot for um for for people doing dropshipping and and um, yeah, I mean, all sorts of freelancers. It's a it's it's a popular hub. It's probably too popular now because everybody's <laughs> everywhere you go. It's just ah, okay. full of people. But it's I was there in 2013, yeah. so yeah. It feels like a lifetime. <laughs> you were probably still in school. Like you were probably only like sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> so, but that that's sweet. So you went over there, and I guess you attended the Nomad Summit. And I guess you were there to maybe to get ideas. Was it to like you know what is the business model I want to align with? And and that's uh, you, you know a lot of you meet a lot of interesting people. You hear that's what I love about it, and that's genuinely where the you know this podcast came from. Was like having those conversations when I was away and traveling in places like that, and meeting all these interesting people. I wanted to translate it to how can I do it now? And for me, it was a podcast as a medium, you know. Um, so so that's how that's how I kind of that's my mentality anyway behind why I started all this. So so can you tell us what when you you know how, how you became exposed to to the idea that you then pursued like was it a particular person was it a talk or did you you know yeah. how did that happen? yeah so um it was on the millionaire fast lane forum that's uh millionaire fast lane is a book and they have this website where people just kind of share all their business models and like ideas and bounce things off uh, some of it's really helpful some of it's very transparent and then some of it's like uh, i don't know this kind of sketch but um, yeah, there's this kid, he was like 16 years old or something and made, you know, $40,000 per transaction, um, basically drop shipping apps kind of. And I said, you know, that's, that's a pretty, pretty easy business model, it seems. It's not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, but from the outside looking in, it's like, ah, oh, he's 16, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was the initial spark. Like that was the initial person that was like, you know, I'm a younger kid. And so that guy's even younger. I can do that too. It, it was very discouraging looking at, you know, people that were way older than me and like they've already established themselves. And um, I just didn't find that younger crowd. But until I found that one kid, that's when I was like, all right, this is a possibility. For sure. And I mean, comparison is the thief of joy. You know, that's a very famous saying and quote. And it's very true, especially in the like the online business community, like people who've got full teams behind them and they don't like most people don't share the true financial. So you see all this hoorah about, oh, I made, you know, a million drop shipping or I made a hundred grand on my last launch and it's like yeah but you're not actually showing like how much did it cost like what did you spend on ads what was the profit after you take away your tax like what are you left over with like you're really very few people reveal like the full you know warts and all so it it's it's um yeah so like you kind of have to navigate it yourself like typically you find somebody you trust you follow you might buy their course and, and you kind of follow their business model that seems to be what people do you know and sometimes you screw up or you buy the wrong course yeah uh, exactly it's so hard to, to navigate it's like you watch one gary beach uh video and then all of a sudden you're getting all these drop shipping ads and it's like super hyped up um guys that are like i just made a million dollars in one hour and 
oh man, I hate that. Because when you actually meet just really real people in Chiang Mai or like on the street, it's like, oh yeah, you know, just casually making, you know, 40k a month, um, just doing this. Oh, here's here's my model. And then that's the way like I like to do it. I don't like to go through all their funnels and everything. It's like, I feel it's, it's kind of toxic and it, it kind of shies away from from actually living a digital nomad life. Yeah, and I, I think as well, those people have, you know, they have teams. They've built it over time. I discussed this in depth with a, a Johnny FD in a previous episode. You know, we had a really good episode where he was talking about essentially how he had used, the, I believe it's called the Anton method and, you know, that, that type of dropshipping, which is a different model. A lot of people who start dropshipping, you know, dropship, stuff off aliexpress you shopify you know hire a va to manage the orders use facebook ads like that's the very traditional dropship model and it's typically how a lot of people enter that that side of things and, and how they um sell it i guess you know whereas this was a different model it was around building a, uh, a legitimate business in terms of you have suppliers and you list their products on your website it, it's not yeah it's not your typical you know gadget off aliexpress to uh to, to a shopify store so it was interesting you know and it, and it was uh, and those are business models that can be sold you know it's very difficult to sell like uh you know you can i'm very interested in like building websites to sell like that's the business model i find most fascinating to be honest with you um and like a lot of these guys who are building dropshipping stores using AliExpress and then looking to sell them, like they're just not worth as much as a a legitimate store. That's but you know what I mean, like that you can hand over. Here's my suppliers. This this is the PPC we do. It's consistent. It's not reliant on the next flashy gizmo and gadget that you can do a cool Facebook ad for. So, um, totally, man. And and so with Merchant by Amazon, so can you talk a little bit about, I guess, what that is and, and how you got started on it? Yeah. So after that conference, I basically like tried everything, um, tried the app stuff. And then that, I found that, you know, I was still working 80 hours a week running around Texas trying to get leads. So it, it wasn't a lifestyle change at all. And so um, I let the partners deal with, with the apps and then went to do my own stuff and still try to figure out how to make money. Um, so I tried everyone's, you know, courses that I met in, in Chiang Mai. I tried, you know, all these different models and some of them, I just found that it just didn't click with me like eBay drop shipping. I didn't like that at all. Um, I tried affiliate marketing. I tried, um, I didn't want to get an Amazon FBA that kind of was too high of a risk tolerance, but it wasn't until I was, I was taking the Shopify course and I was six months in and my parents were yelling at me every day, basically like get a job and like, uh, all this stuff. And, um, I, I got this email and it said, Hey, you've been accepted to merch by Amazon. And I clicked on it and said, what is that? Is this a scam? And, uh, it, it wasn't until I, it was an official link by Amazon. I was like, Oh, I don't remember signing up for this. So I must have signed up like right when I started this digital nomad journey. And um, it takes six months to a year, like back in the day to get accepted to the program. So I got this email, I looked it up and I said, okay, this is a legitimate business. And I went in and I, I saw the model and I said, wow, I like this a lot. So I had a t-shirt company in college and I had like a full, you know, press and everything. And I had to do like all the work, basically. This cuts out all of the middleman stuff. So Merch by Amazon, you basically upload artwork, you set your descriptions, your price, 
and then it's a full listing on Amazon. Like it looks like every other listing. So Amazon, they take your um, artwork when an order is placed and then they print it, they ship it, they do the customer service. And then all you do is they just send you the check at the end of the month. And um, yeah, it's just getting the royalties. You make awesome designs and, and uh, let them take care of the rest. So it's very similar to, so it's essentially Printful, uh, which is the Shopify app. S- same thing, um, but Amazon's own version of it. I knew that they did print on demand books. I know that they, they will literally, if you create a, yeah, if you create a, a, like a physical book, they will print it for you um, literally on demand as well, I believe. But um, okay, so, so those original designs that you uploaded and you got started with, like were they your own? like your own designs or did you hire a freelancer to make them up like so a mix um the way it works is amazon's on a tier system so you start at tier 10 it's kind of like ebay's tier system where you need to sell uh, about 80 percent of your tier number so let's say tier 10 that's what you start with you need to sell um 10 shirts and then eight designs live um so in order to get a higher number you need to just keep selling and then keep uploading. And I looked at that as as big business from day one. So I, th- I thought to myself, I was like, I need to upload 200 shirts a day at some point in this business. How do I make that um, transition as fast as possible? And so it's not by doing designs by myself. I'm not a designer and I know I can't physically design you know, 200 shirts a day if I am a good designer. So day one, I looked at it. I was like, how do I get to this spot of where I want to be as fast as possible? I need to hire designers. I need a team. I need to get all this put in place. And it was easy to do that because I found that you can get designers from $1 to $4 per design. And you don't pay them royalties afterwards. You get all of the rights. And it's an original artwork. Um, And so I said, yeah, let's go in. Because at that time, if you're making 20, like you sell a shirt for 20 bucks. You're keeping seven, and so if you're buying a shirt design for three fifty, you make you know profit on sale one. So that was a no brainer. Like I'm gonna put in you know a bunch of money, and then X amount of money afterwards will come out. So um, yeah, that's how I I started out. And it's a lot, you know, it's different to the Amazon FBA model, which is a more, maybe a more familiar model with different people. But how that one works is you have to buy the stock up front and then send it to Amazon. And whether it sells or not, you still, uh, <laughs> I I have, I still have stuff in my shed from a failed, uh, <laughs> a failed Amazon FBA attempt from, I bought a ton of stock from China. But I mean, look, you know what I mean? This is the, the name of the game. And like you're saying, you tried a, a couple of different methods, you know, you found what you, what you liked and what worked for you you know what's your risk tolerance but also you know you have to be realistic like what what is the you know how much you actually able to invest in your business idea you know like if you want to go drop shipping and you got no money for ads like you're waste you're you're wasting your time forget about it like just forget about it and you know it's it's the same here like if you wanted to go into you know an amazon business model which I mean, it's very exciting because Amazon is a marketplace already. The people are there. It's the same as eBay. Like, that's why these business models work. Like, they've already built the marketplace and you put a product within that marketplace and you you try and, you know, make sales and catch eyes. So with regards to the products after you've uploaded them and everything, did you do Amazon PPC to help drive sales or how did that work? 
Okay, so I'll take you through the whole history of like how I try to get sales. I really grinded it out in the beginning. Like I, I tried to fine tune my process as as good as it could get. And that was through like trying to get out of those first tiers. I was posting on Facebook, like on my Instagram, talking to all my friends. No one was buying. And I was like, oh, God, uh, what did I get myself into? Like these are good designs and no one's buying these. What? And then it wasn't until day three um, that I uploaded a design and then it sold. And I was like, wait, this design I didn't put on my Facebook. I didn't advertise this one whoa, it's organic. And uh, man, I made like my $2 or something like that on my first sale. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And that was my first online dollar um, after like six months of trying to figure out this stuff. And so that was that felt like a million right there. Um, but I then like went in, I was like, okay, like here's, here's, um, you know, the PPC, AMS, Amazon Marketing Services. Let me let me try that. And I dabbled a little bit into it. I tried Facebook ads. I lost money on Facebook ads. Um, and then I found that everything, it really is organic. Um, so I didn't put any money into, into advertising until I found a product that was like selling maybe 20 shirts a month or something like that. Then I'll start feeding it juice. Because of then I understand that this product sells based on design and keywords. If I just bump that up... Um, try to boost it, then maybe it'll sell even more. I'm not going to put money into something that I haven't tested. And I know it doesn't work organically. So yeah, that's, it's all organic, man. And it's been pretty, pretty organic since, since day one. Yeah. I mean, you can do Amazon essentially in a roundabout way as a search engine within itself, isn't it? You know what I mean? So like the SEO principles apply in terms of keywords, in terms of page optimization. Like there is a lot of things you can do. Like I said, I, I, I dare say I tried and failed at Amazon FBA uh, once upon a time, but I learned a lot about doing the process, everything from buying stuff from China, importing, listing, uh, doing the FBA, putting it on. But then it comes down to your on page. You know, it's like keywords, keywords in the title. Um, you know, trying to entice people to to add it to their cart. Essentially, you know what I mean. So, is that similar to what you would do? You you know, to sell the benefits in the bullets of, of the listings. Is that um, how, you know, how you approach? It? Yeah, it's all just keywords, really, um, and it's a lot more secure than FBA because you're already given Amazon Prime status and. Um, no one can snipe your listings. Oh yeah, believe me. <laughs> Amazon FBA, I've seen people lose quite substantial businesses overnight. Uh, like, because if I, yeah, look, I mean, we won't get into FBA. It's not about FBA, but it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting business model and it works for some people, but look, you've got people nipping at your heels from every angle. And the more, the, the more money to be made in that niche, the more, aggressive people are going to be leaving negative reviews on lists oh, yeah, doing all sorts of stuff yeah. especially supplements uh, from from what i've seen people who went to and that's one listing <laughs> it's like you've spent 5k on this crate and then all of a sudden it's like all right people are sniping me from left and right but uh that's just one listing and then i can put up 4,000 listings so it's like i don't have to spend <laughs> all that money and time and effort to go into fba but yeah that's why i like merch 
No, th- this is awesome. And, you know, just uh, to elaborate on that a little bit, uh, purely because uh, um, I don't understand. So when you were saying you upload a design and it can create multiple listings, is that across different styles of clothing? Is that how that works? Um, okay, so for one product listing, you can have one type. So like T-shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, pop socket, you name it. Um, so that's that you only pick one and then you pick one marketplace. So UK, Germany or the States. Um, and then you can choose up to five colors for that and then you submit that. So that's one listing. And then I can go back again and then I can change anything I want in there. So what if I want a long sleeve instead, I can have another listing with a long sleeve. What if I want to put it into Germany? That's another listing. So you can just, you know, have one design, but have, you know, 20 listings of every single variation if you want. Oh, that's cool. And then that allows you to, to scale I guess quickly and it doesn't cost you for these listings the cost the cost is in time essentially to, to make the listings which is something that could be outsourced I imagine you know create a, a standard operating procedure you could easily template that out and hire somebody if you wanted to but if you're being like you're saying if you're being cost conscious which it sounds like you very much are you're very smart with your money you were very uh you know cautious you weren't just throwing it to the wind and, and trying all sorts of things you were like validating products before you would put money into ads you weren't just throwing all your profit at ads so it sounds like you're being very intelligent about how you approach this it's all validation you have to validate what shirt idea you have to validate like what colors are going to work and what pricing structure and yeah you just kind of have to look at everything and and did you hire people at any point to help you or did you did you um do you know one man band yeah, so I hired designers day one. That was the most important part because I know that was my weakest link. It's like, I know I can't physically design these things. And I know I'm not as artistically inclined as like some kid in the Philippines with like 20 years Photoshop experience, you know? Um, and that's going to be way cheaper than I can produce time wise. So I hired a designer team day one, and I've been through over about I'd say 900 designer profiles screening uh, the cheapest and the most quality designers. Um, and then also I've hired friends to do research for me. Um, I've hired some uploaders before. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, so so um, just, I guess, the, the manual task. And like you're saying, from day one, accepting the fact that you're not a designer and that there's other people more qualified for it and you know when you go to places like the philippines exactly like you're saying you can get guys and girls who've been doing photoshop for 10 years who are you know shit hot at it and you know better than maybe you would be in after a couple of years and you can hire them out the gate at good rates you know and and get and get those designs up and just speaking to the design so you know you mentioned they're researching the designs is you know is this something that's that's quite dynamic and like based on what's happening in the world or uh in in your country you would you would you know base designs on that so i mean uh, i would imagine something like trump or something be in america being and i you know just like one scenario of where it might be right now brexit in germany so stuff around brexit in germany like is it dynamic in that you're creating designs based around current events what yeah so basically how do i find my designs um it's a little bit of everything so in the beginning i did a whole bunch of like where where am I going to find these these designs and like how am I going to keep this consistent? Um, and it was a lot of like looking at bumper stickers, going to like actual stores and looking at what's selling on the racks, 
um, going to other online t-shirt platforms and seeing what's selling there and just collecting ideas of what's hot, what's trending. And through like all these merch forums, um, I found this website called merchinformer.com and I did some research and I said, okay, this is basically a Amazon scanner where it takes all of the hot listings on Amazon for just t-shirts alone and tells you what's selling. Uh, the BSR is bestsellers rank. So it tells you like how much it's selling, the price it is, the description. It shows you the actual image of the shirt. And so it has everything It's saying like, hey, this shirt is hot. Um, and that says, hey, make that because that's trending. Let me jump on this trend. And so I made basically anything and anything I could. Awesome. That's a, it's clever, I guess, but it's data based approach. You know, you're, you're looking at it's same as with, um, I guess my only comparison with Amazon, I keep circling back to FBA, but you would use Jungle Scout, which gives you an idea of the number of sales and listings and whether or not it was a good market to go into. But you weren't just going in blind, making pretty pictures and being like, oh, why isn't this selling? It was like, oh, you know, no, but legit, like, you know, like that's why it worked, I guess. You weren't just, you know, you're. Like I'm like I'm not disrespecting any designers, but like you know maybe somebody's making designs and it's personal designs and they're uploading them and they're, they're wondering why it's not selling. This is different. This was like recent. The struggling yeah, artist. the struggling artist. The- it's hard, you know. <laughs> I have friends who's musicians. My sister's fiance is a musician. It's hard being an artist, you know. Um, but the what you were doing here is you know you were researching what was selling and then making you know designs around what's hot and what's trendy and what people are looking for um, and passionate about i imagine a lot of what what you're doing is you know something i want to wear on my chest or on my back like it's it's passion focused you know what i mean so things that inspire emotion in people um vegans come to mind maybe you know like just things that strike some emotion in people there's a hobby for everyone so like for example, I, I really like fishing. I want to be a professional fisherman one day and I made fishing shirts and I know those keywords um, about fishing that other people don't know. And so that's really how to find your your angle into this. If you don't have all these research uh, methods, it's doing what you like. That's awesome. And I've seen your, uh, like your, your profile photo. You do have a lot of photos up about fishing. So <laughs> clearly it's something you're into, you know, so... That's sweet, yeah. man. That's sweet. And uh, outside of the merchant by Amazon, have you any other uh, business models that you're following? Uh, like, am I working on anything else? Yeah, I guess outside of the merchant by Amazon, are you working on anything else? Yeah. So I, um, I'm actually a freelance marketer. So I do marketing stuff, marketing management. Um, that's my full time. Merch is my passive income now. Um, I'm trying to get into books as well because it's a very similar. Uh, business model is merch. It's just for for books, and there's a higher down payment on those to get in. But um, I still see it as the same process, and I know Amazon pretty well, so that might be the next venture. Um, I also have a passing project called CorporateToCoconuts.com, and it's kind of similar to this. It's just basically documenting the stories of people that you know went from corporate life and then hated it and then said okay let me try to get to the coconut side where they're you know on the beach in thailand or mexico wherever you want to be and working online and so over my travels of two years i've, I've met some really cool people and um, just trying to upload those stories and and inspire that kid that was you know 20 22 back in the day who i was trying to find those younger younger kids making it and being digital nomads and you don't really see a lot of that and I just don't want to weave through all that um, junk on on you know hyped up YouTubers and stuff. 
Yeah, no, genuinely, like you're saying, like the the you that was back at the millionaire fast lane forum searching through for business ideas and i mean being honest like th- this podcast is about honest and transparent conversations you know there's no there's no big sli- like we're saying here slimy sales thing trying to pitch you some big course or some big you know what i mean something that's going to f- you know buy this thing and it gives you not at all man that's not me and if you ever met me believe me you know that's definitely not me like i'm uh not like it's just not my cup of tea i'd be the first person to call that call bs on any of that sort of stuff like i'm i'm look just just trying to be honest you know i'm exploring different business models different ways people can get into building an online business how they can get into freelancing i'm genuinely interested in it i've tried and failed at a number of different online ventures you know like it's i guess that's it you know and it's It's good to hear that you're doing it is hard it's definitely it's hard especially when I guess there's no roadmap or anything. Sometimes. Yeah, well, there's no roadmap. There, well, there's definitely not no roadmap. I mean, you can follow courses. Like right now, I'm doing authorityhacker.com because I'm interested in building authority websites. I like the guys, they're super honest. Uh, they do really technical SEO stuff, which I like. Weirdly, that's what I'm into. Um, but like that, you know, so I'm doing their course and I'm following them. And I, like, because I, I trust what they say and, and I've seen they do case studies and it's legit and everything else. But like, you know, so I found people whose course I'll follow and, and I'll do it. And I think it is important to maybe if you do pick a course to stick at it, like don't go from building like, I mean, don't build a blog about blogging because that's just a terrible idea. But like, <laughs> which is a little bit what this is about, but like, it's also about documenting stories and, and sharing other people's journeys. But like, you know, get niche. Like if you're going to do Amazon affiliate websites, stick at it. Don't go switching to drop shipping two months in. Don't go ship, you know, from drop shipping to something else. Um, you know, try to stay, stay part of the course, but also I mean, there's a lot to be said for for freelancing and, you know, offering a service because, I mean, essentially, if you need to make money, you got to, you know, you got to exchange something. And if a, if you want to build a dropshipping business or an authority site or a merchant by Amazon and you need money for it and you have skills that you can offer, that's where, you know, you can freelance. And, and that's why I, I talk with freelancers, because I'm totally all for that, you know, um, and it's a great way to to build up your revenue and to allow you to travel. And it's, it's how I got started as a freelance writer. So Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really hard to make it as a digital nomad. And so I, I know the struggles, like those six months of like my friends and family, just putting a whole bunch of pressure on me and like me putting a whole bunch of pressure on me. I wish I could erase that and just skip straight to, you know, where I am now. And so that's, that's really the, the motivating factor of like, why I want to help other keep this other people keep this lifestyle sustainable because it's it's a struggle for myself as well like I'm sure every single digital nomad is always consistently thinking of like how can I keep this dream alive and um, that's the beauty of going to Chiang Mai because you you skip all of that um, cloudiness on YouTube or on the internet and you just get the real people and actually get to see what they're doing and living um, their lifestyle yeah, that's it. And look, it's not it's not for everyone as well to be in like let's say in Thailand or Bali. You know, I'm definitely I I live in Ireland. Um, the last guest I interviewed is remote in Ireland. My last other two guests were remote in Spain. So like, uh, you are in Texas at the minute, are you? 
Uh-huh. Yep, it's fishing yeah, so, season. So yeah, it's fishing up. season, so uh-huh. you're back in Texas, you know, but yeah. it's like, it's not, I guess I just want to kind of have, like, because my disclaimer is always, it's not all about that side of things as well. You know, it is about, you know, you can do it in cities, you can you can live wherever, essentially, you know, you're trying to build something that you can live wherever you want. You know what I mean? That, for me, it's the it's the freedom that that's the most important thing uh in my opinion anyway like that's that's what i think like th- that it allows you to do it so i guess just kind of uh you know coming towards the end of the episode now if you were to give some advice or tips for somebody who was looking to get started and uh, be it in merch by amazon or as a freelance marketer as you've said like what you know kind of what would be your, your your tips if you know for those people who are interested in creating a digital nomad lifestyle yeah so my method was a little bit more unconventional of I really quit my job and didn't have, you know, a good transition afterwards. Um, so I, I kind of side on the side of, you know, do quit your job and then focus on one thing as hard as you can until you make it. Um, it wasn't until I was working those 40 hour weeks for merch that I started seeing real, real money and like more money that I was making at my last job. Um, and it's following those those courses or like those people that you want to be. If you want to be an NBA player, you go and take an NBA camp. Um, if you want to, you know, be a millionaire, follow someone that's already gone through the trenches. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's just like seeing what other people have done, saying, hey, I can do that too. Let me see what they're doing a little different. And then let me modify it to make it my own personal style. Um, so it's really just going in and putting your head down and starting and just going. That's that's the key. That's awesome, and I guess ju- just uh, I guess to side on that, you did have the ability to stay, uh, you know, to move in with you know with your parents and that, did you at that time? So you were able to like hunker down, focus on, but like you were still you were okay. You weren't away in a, let's say in a foreign country. Or yeah. So after Thailand, I did like a month over there. Uh, moved back home, and. Um, I was bouncing back and forth between Canada, but I was basically bootstrapping um, in Texas. And so it's it's making sure that you have all your finances in check too. Like, are you able to do this? I only had, you know, a couple thousand dollars to my name, so I couldn't buy that crate from China. So this business model really just kind of aligned with me because it's the cheapest business model to get into. And you don't have to put in a lot of effort um, as, you know, other business models. And so I think it still is the number one beginner business model in the digital world right now. Hopefully this episode has inspired somebody to take action and consider Merchant by Amazon and look into it. Um, thank you very much for coming on, RJ. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Where can people find you um, on the internet if they wanted to reach out and get in touch? Yeah, um, so I am most active on Instagram. It is at rj.mac rj.mac and if you want more information on merch by amazon i have a facebook page called merch by amazon lifestyle um, and then coming soon is corporate to coconuts.com for my passion project of like stories kind of like this thanks very much and uh, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in thank you guys it was awesome Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.